Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of This on That. I am, as always, Mike Solari. I'm Chad Fogland. And today we're sitting down with Michelle Krusik, uh, a name you probably won't don't really know. I mean, I don't know if you know her or not. Well, you but should she, know her. You should know her because she's a lovely lady, and I think you will know her. It, she's uh, did this fantastic movie, which we talk about, called The Invitation. Very small movie, but it's uh, in certain terms of its scope. But it's just a great movie, and it's on iTunes. You can rent it. It's in some theaters. I don't know if it still is now, and hopefully it will be on iTunes and Netflix soon, so you, it, people who have that can watch it. And she's also going to be in MacGyver uh, yeah. if that gets picked up, which by now, hopefully, we know if it is or not. Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, Michelle, great lady. She is Asian, and she comes in to bring that uh, conversation, which I think a lot of people are having is... What is it like to be Asian in America? Especially right now with like a lot of current stuff going on in Hollywood, the whitewashing and whatnot. Yeah, and just uh, overall kind of di- the this it, there, there's been a long history of mm-hmm. us kind of w- pushing away the Asian community. And by us, I mean America, not me and Chad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, me, Mike and I personally have been pushing the Asian community away. Have we? This is our first Asian guest on the podcast. I don't think that's a coincidence, I think. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm I'm only fooling around. No, we, uh, yeah, no. Michelle is a wonderful uh, lady, wonderful human being, and like we had a wonderful conversation. Very enlightening. It was great. Yeah, and I think anybody who's interested in this topic should. Well, you obviously clicked on this, so let's get into it. Let's go. Uh, you told me, so I'm like, oh, she must be outside. So I ran outside, and. Over like walking towards me down the street, there was this Asian lady. I so thought it was you, and I was like, and I thought you guys were having like an Asian special. Yeah, no, no, no. no. So I was like, I said I had the phone in my ear, thank God, because I just shouted Michelle, and then the girl did not respond. So I went, "Where are you? You, where are you? Uh, You know, like kind of like a fake phone call, but I was leaving a voicemail for you." It's so Uh, funny because when I answered, you were already talking about being Asian in America, and I was like, "Wow!" I was talking to them. I said the topic today was being Asian in America, which we just said. Yeah, there we are. Um, Which is something Chad and I know a lot about. Yeah, from personal experience. I. Well, I have to say that I, I'm generally talking about it on panels to Asian Americans. Are you? I, but I very rarely talk about it to just, I hope you two don't white guys? Two white guys. Oh, no, yeah. that's totally fine. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. So I was you like, can't call me white. I can't call you. Okay. I wasn't sure. I just was about to say, do you guys, are, would you? Like, what, what, what is the, per, uh, the proper nomenclature? Caucasian? I don't know. Yeah, you can call me man. I, I don't care. Call me I whatever you want. I think, I think, as, as well, How uh, do you guys identify? What box? Well, uh, well this is actually a great point to bring up because. Yeah. I am a guy who grew up in like a middle class family. Like never really like not like a, I don't. So I don't associate really by like my I, like my identity doesn't come from my skin tone. I also am, I have an Italian background, but I don't identify as Italian. Uh, I I am a straight white guy in who grew up in a moderate uh, income house. So I don't there's. I don't all these things like there's people who will associate with their sexual orientation or their class or their their race or whatever. I have none of those. So I don't my identity. It took me a long time to realize it. And this is going to sound super pretentious if I I don't think I've mentioned it before. But I realized uh, like four years ago, um, I took a, a UCB class and I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. And I feel like I felt like a sense of community with 
everybody who was there and more with working with the Nerdist school and stuff like that, which is a more of a community based thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I found. Like, it was like, oh, that's my identity. Uh, cause before I really was never like, oh, I'm an Italian, I'm an, I'm an Italian, like the same way someone might be like, I'm black or I'm Asian or I'm, I'm, I don't, I've never heard anybody go like, I'm straight and that's my identifier. Uh, but you hear like people go like, oh, I'm gay, I'm trans. That's, that's my identifier. Well, I, I, I agree. I think most people identify with a, with a, com with a community, but mm -hmm. I think how that gets labeled, like now that you might identify with being a comedian, do people say, "Oh, are you depressed all the time?" You know, do they associate certain, uh, you know, traits to that community or that label? Because I think most people of color don't identify necessarily with just their skin tone either. I think they identify with many other things, except they get put on it by in. yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like when you're describing people, like a lot of people use an adjective before the person. Like if they're like, "Oh, did you meet?" So and so, and like, who's that? And they'll say, "Oh, it's the the black guy," or like, "Oh, the you know the depressed guy," or the the weirdo. Like, there's always like some yeah. kind of adjective that a lot of times uses uh, like a physical description or identifier for that person, which is kind of weird. That... Michelle, I have a question for you because you're because you're an actress. Uh, when you get scripts or roles or stuff, how do you ever just read the script and it always just says? Asian, there's really not more of an identifier to the character, or is it just, or do you go in for stuff that has like an open, like they don't call it out, or do you, like, I'm just curious, because I know we're probably going to get into this whole recent issue of the whitewashing of the, uh, of the Asian community in cinema, right. so I'm just curious. Well, I think it's uh, twofold. It depends on who's sending me the script, meaning if the writer, if I notice that the writer is uh, Caucasian, uh, I tend to look at that as, as a very sort of general idea of maybe what they might be looking for. But if it's an Asian person or a person of color who's writing, I tend to then go, oh, well, maybe they are specifically writing about the experience of this person being Asian. Whereas like with TV scripts, I generally know they're looking at diversity. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily... Uh, I don't necessarily place a lot of uh, value on that when I read those kinds of scripts. Gotcha. So I, I go out for, for both. Cool. And then, well, I guess, I mean, I'm or, or the ethnic card, which is that character. You play it? You're playing it? No, no, no. It's the, it's the character who can be somewhat, uh, who's just generally like there, <laughs> not really specific. And then I always, I always know, oh, they're probably going to cast this ethnic because maybe that's the weakest character where they just don't know who this character wants to be or they've created the character and then the studio or network has said, this has got to be a diverse character. Yeah, they have to add, <laughs> and, and pardon my uh, my phrasing, I just am trying to think of a better word like here. You, but You can't offend me. No, 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 no. I'm not, not offending you. <laughs> talking to the audience right. uh, is... Uh, they have to they have to color the character a little bit. They have to add a little bit more color in the sense of substance. But they're like, oh, maybe that will add a little bit more depth. That's what you're getting at, right? By yeah. I mean, I think also most writers in the industry are not people of color. So they're writing yeah. from their own experience, which makes perfect sense. You generally write what you know. So unless you grew up with, you know, a lot of friends of you know color. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's not common now. In fact, I think TV is pretty advanced. Um, but I think generally most people are writing their families or their communities. And, you know, I don't I don't know a lot of white characters or, or writers who are growing up in, you know, ostensibly a community where they are the minority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So what calls out, to, I mean, I know this this conversation probably could go on for forever. I mean, you say you speak on panels about it and they probably last a long time. Well, but, just, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to, oh no, say what you were going to say. I was just curious what you guys think. Like when you guys hear, you know, the whole Asian American thing or the black thing or the ethnic thing. Uh, I mean, you, you you spoke a little bit about it, just, you know, that you, you identify more as a comedian and not as a, you know, as a, as a white guy, of course. Well, because, I mean, his, and this is not the reason why I don't associate with white people, but let's look at it historically. The most people who are like, yeah, I'm white is like borders like the skinhead KKK people, like borderline. There's usually another identifier. <laughs> well, I, I personally, if it's very... Uh, so my last name, Fogland, mm -hmm. is completely made up, and we have no idea where <laughs> it comes from, because like we can only go back two generations to Johan Fogland, or it might be Steve Fogland or John Fogland. He changed his name all the time, and he came over to this country probably from Europe, the European area of Scandinavia, maybe. That's where we think. But he never said why he came over here or why he came alone or like anything about his past. And he never told anybody his real last name or his real first name. This is the most amazing story I've ever heard. So that, this is where my Fogland I know. name he, comes he, from. And then he, he had two sons and one of his sons was like blonde with blue eyes and the other son was like brown eyed and uh, dark haired. So it, there's a bit like we don't know if, if it was from one woman or from two different women or what was going on there. But they were like brothers and so there's... A sect of Foglands who are all like blonde with blue eyes, and there's another, uh, and then there's my side of the Fogland family, which is brown eyed and dark haired. And then my mom's side, it's just, uh, they're just German. <laughs> so, like, it's, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, really I guess <laughs> I, I'm definitely very white. I come from the middle of America where it's all like, it's all Scandinavian, like, where are you from? Uh, Nebraska. Okay. So it's so all super like, white. Yeah, it's all German, Swedish. Uh, you know, uh, people who did the Homestead Act and all that stuff. So. I'm just curious, how are Nebraskans going to vote politically? Oh, probably Republican. Uh, so but, for Trump, then? Uh, I don't. Are they that angry? Are well, Nebraskans the, that angry? The crazy thing is, like, all my life, my parents were very like Republican. Like, they they seemed like very conservative. But within the last like probably like six, seven years, there's it seems like almost a shift. Like my dad started to been like started to say stuff like. I don't know. I think Obama's got some pretty good ideas, and like, and recently has said like, I don't know about that Trump. Like, it's almost like that, which is weird to hear. Oh, like, relief. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hey, good, but <laughs> but then there's but there's still like other members of my family who are like, yeah, build that wall, and like, yeah, you know, keep those immigrants out. And it's like you people are idiots. <laughs> well, I think there's just so much anger. Yeah, and, it's and really I, weird. And I and I do think that. Uh, whites are, uh, you know, maybe they are starting to feel marginalized, which is what we felt for most of, you know, our, like, what, you know, Asians have been in the country f since, you know, the 1800s. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, sorry. It's just, it, to me, it's a fascinating thing to have the discussion with white guys because I, I wonder if, if it's, does it, does it even show up on your radar as like, oh my gosh, it's just another thing. It's an eyeball, you know. Well, personal, I could say a per personal story. Like, I, um, Grew up in Nebraska, right? So, like, my high school, we had one black guy in the in our class, and he was very popular. Uh, he was a cool guy. I didn't really know him personally. But then also we had a lot of Hispanic uh, people because we had, you know, it's, there's just a lot of kind of, uh, there's a meat processing plant in my hometown. So it's, like, kind of, like, like really kind of shitty labor. And so, you know, mm -hmm. like, 
it's easy for uh, Hispanic people to move up here and then get uh, those jobs because I don't know. I, I hate to say oh, what. Anyway, say, yeah, okay. But basically, what I uh, but what I'm trying to get to is the fact that I well, I went to college in Georgia and Savannah, Georgia. So like in Savannah, um, it's like kind of like it's deeper south. So oh, there's yeah. a lot more sure. a lot more mixed of races and stuff like that. And I remember me personally, like I felt a little scared and i was scared because like i was afraid i was gonna do something like i was afraid i was gonna say something or like be weird to somebody and then i would get in trouble like it wasn't like i was afraid that they were like hated me or like uh, that i should hate them or something but i remember specifically going into a burger king and there was a young um african-american woman behind the counter probably like 18 years old and i got really nervous i was like oh man i don't i don't want to like order wrong and have her get mad at me or like i didn't know what i don't know what this fear was coming from it's just such a random thing and i remember i said oh she's like yeah what, what would you like to eat and i said oh i guess i'll have a number two meal or something and like i was just really nervous and she's like okay rang it up and everything was fine and after that moment i was like oh i they're people. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> like, why am I, like, afraid of, like, stepping on toes? Like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. And then after that, like, I've never had any, like, problem. I've never, I don't know. I think it was growing up and, like, kind of, it's almost, like, landlocked. You know, like, when you see the ocean for the first time, you're right, like, oh, right. fuck, what is this thing? And right. then when you get in the ocean, you're like, oh, it's just, it's just fucking it's just water. water. It's just, yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit? Like. It's not a big deal. That eventually becomes a tidal wave occasionally. No. <laughs> so, I mean, you you're like you keep mentioning like you're like the per the perception of two talking about this with two white well, guys. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, do you guys even give a shit? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I've and, and, and I'm saying that in, just to be no, you know, yeah, 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 entertaining, I suppose. But I am curious. <laughs> I give a shit in the sense of there's a lot of things, and I think. Uh, we've talked about Master of None a lot on this show previously. Yeah. I think Aziz Ansari hit it on the head, especially when he talked about his... Uh, well, there's that one episode. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about, the one where he's like being brown in a in America uh, episode. I think he hit it right on the head is there's these weird perceptions, and nobody's trying to be explicitly racist, but they ha do have hang-ups, and... We all know, and there's this weird sense of like real, like realization, like, and by realization, I'm, I'm trying to say more like realistic. We're, we have to be, I'm going to start the sentence over. <laughs> uh, we have to be rational. And that's, a, that's something I've always taken from my life. Like, I, that's how I live my life is by rationality. And it seems like there are such obvious things in the world where like, oh yeah, well, why? That of course has to be the way things are, but that's not how it's run. And I think a good way, a good example of this is kind of like we were talking about before. Like, it's no, it's no uh, news-breaking thing that right now we're in a weird point of the Hollywood whitewashing, which is which came about because of the Oscars being all the white people nominated. But but that's like every year though. It's every year, that's but like the, every but year, like I know every year it's the same thing. It's, it's, I'm just saying that's what started it. It and was such an awkward uh, Oscars. It was yeah. <laughs> because there was they were well, trotting out so many people. Of, I mean, they were really just trotting out black people. Well, and the, <laughs> and those three little Asian boys. Right, yeah. right, and then of course, I, which I, you know I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. So when I heard about it after the fact, I was like, oh, geez, that's that's awful. Yeah, it's just no one know how to act. But I was, the point I was getting at is uh, the reason I mentioned it is because that's where the conversation started escalating and starting but people it's it's difficult 
Uh, I'm trying to get the sentence right now. I'm trying to offend people. Are you trying? Are you trying not to offend? No, not you. I don't yeah. care about oh, you. You don't care about me. Um, <laughs> I can talk. We're we're I'm friendly with each other. I, I don't have to. I, don't, I care I about you, Michelle. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm starting to sound really inarticulate right now, but my you're my, at the register right now, trying to order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, there's parts of me that agree that. Scarlett Johansson gets a movie greenlit. Does that mean she gets to play, should should be playing the lead in Ghost in the Shell with an Asian name and they're trying to make her look more Asian? No, I disagree with that. I think, uh, I think th- there's a weird, complicated thing about that business. And I've, I'm just really starting to go off end. Making Usually, money. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, that's that's and that's a I huge signifier with it. Well, I think what's what's changing Hollywood is the box office is uh, huge in China. Well, that's the thing. It's just huge, well, and it's gonna. It's, it's I, I don't know if it's overmassing us now. It but, is. But look at when you go see movies, especially like you just saw uh, when Mission Impossible came out. There's like two Chinese movies. To, movies companies that were funding that and most of those big budget things are for the asian market in theory you don't have to worry about the american market you should be just focusing on the chinese market right and you'll make a killing well and also they i think for the mission impossible they also had to take out a few images because the chinese you know they have huge censorship over there so they said we don't want you depicting i think it i think there was a few images that they had to actually replace because they, the censorship board stepped in and said, well, we don't want those images being, you know. Well, that's what happened with Red Dawn. They, it was all the flags were Chinese and everybody was supposed to be Chinese. And then China was like, we're not going to show this in our country. And they were right. like, shit. So they digitally made everything Korean. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, okay, Korea doesn't care. We don't talk to half that country anyway. So let's deal with China. Let's be like China happy. Well, they shouldn't have rebooted that movie anyway. No, they should not have. <laughs> but that's, that's for another conversation. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think t- to what to your point, uh, it's it's causing a problem because I think the whole uh, the ancient one with this most recent disaster, <laughs> with Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, who I whom I love. I mean, I just I love her, and I actor. think she'll be great in the movie. I think she will be great in the movie. It's just a, it's just you know they're I think they're trying to court China again, and uh, from what I understand, it's it's a it was a Tibetan character, and a, because of the political you know, uh, the political incorrectness of that, they, they've changed it to completely the opposite of a Tibetan person, which is a, a female well, white self Well, this company. brings up an interesting <laughs> question, though, too, like, because um, well, yeah, there was, uh, what's his name? Max Landis had that video, right? I didn't was, watch it, but I, it's, from what I understand of it, I kind of... Well, we, I think if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love Max Landis. I he don't, doesn't. I don't like him at all. <laughs> Do not like him. But uh, Chris Grace, who... Is uh, does stuff here at the Nerdist School. Yeah, uh, he had he did a video where he watches that video. He's an Asian guy, and he um, uh, explains why that video like they, he, he explains very articulately how like there are good points and there's bad points and like how uh, it's a very good video. If you look no, up, I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put it on posted. the yeah. I'm gonna put it on the link in the show. You should notes. look it up because Chris Grace is he's a really smart guy, a really cool guy, really funny too. Does stuff here at the school, but um. I lost my point. Oh, oh, he, he makes the point of like, there's, in Max Lannis's video, he says like, you shouldn't be mad at Scarlett Johansson for doing this role because it's the movie's fault. It's the movie company's fault. But Chris Grace says, well, I think that we do have a right to be mad at this actress for like accepting this role, right? Yeah, so yeah. is that is that the question I'm putting it? Is like, should we be upset with like the actor who accepts the role? I mean, they have to know, like, right? Like, well, so... I think the thing that 
will help everybody in the long run is that it's not one person's responsibility. No, it's, it's all not. of our responsibility. It's the peop- it's the regular people who go see movies. It's it's the actresses and the age to accepting jobs, the agents and the managers who are putting her up for that. It's the studio heads, it's the writers, the directors. It's every single per it's on every one of us. And the, in the sense that that's what needs to happen with almost everything in the world with gun violence with the way our economic system is structured with with every it's on- I know I'm not, I'm not trying to assign blame to one person oh, or no, something. No, I'm saying I'm saying but you're I'm right. saying I'm saying like let's yeah it goes down the chain right so if, if nobody accepts the if job if no one says something then no then it's never nothing's going ever going to be said right so at some right. point someone has to say like hey wait a second i'm like i'm like uh irish white should mm-hmm. i be playing this uh uh you know native american character or this you know like well yeah i agree i agree i think that there is got there has to be some sort of moral compass not that hollywood is the the best place for yeah, that exactly. except i think the biggest point of outrage is that if you were to do this to a black character mm-hmm. uh even in terms of the hierarchical power rung of races they have the most power you know so if scarlett johansson knew that this was originally a black character would she have taken that role yeah. Which, because I, I don't even think that would have even been discussed that wouldn't have not have been put on the table because there would have been such outrage yeah you know if for asian americans we are so relegated to not being heard that at a certain point i think you what, what you do get is this extreme swing of the pendulum which is going from years of kind of keeping quiet and trying to acclimate and staying within the system and working within the system and then seeing that blacks have generally been so angry you know mm-hmm. and uh they've they've formed such a strong community of speaking out that we are now saying oh you know what that's how that's how they got a black man in, in the presidency you know they've gotten a, a large a large community of people who speak out and it's not really typical for asian americans to speak out yeah <laughs> i think and it's interesting that you bring that up because I mean, if you look, at, and I, I want to get off the Hollywood topic in, in a little bit, but and go on to more Asian stuff. Sure. But uh, there's, it was an interesting thing. I was watching the trailer for that movie with uh, Elle Fanning plays a a guy, like a transgendered guy. It's with like Susan Sarandon. I forget the name of the movie. Oh, Lewin, no, uh, with with the Dylan, the with it's, the singer. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, basically, like it's about like Elle Fanning's a uh, is transgender. Oh, She's oh, a guy, oh. and uh, that's the movie. And I think about that, and I think like, oh, there were. I mean, like, why wasn't a, a trans person picked for that role? I think that that's going to be a, a thing that happens more and more post Tangerine and post all this North Carolina garbage. But um, I think about that because I feel like in the beginning of cinema, it was like, ooh that white guy's playing Asian or that white guy's playing African-American, that's deep and because they're exploring that world. When in reality, it's like, no, you could have just hired me. I'm Asian and I know what that feels like. And you wouldn't think that's as deep because it's just who I am. But I wonder. I, I just wonder how the future will move forward with that because we've gotten blackface out of like vaudeville and movies uh, for the most part, I hope. And... I mean, I think that's what makes that uh, Tropic Thunder performance of Robert Downey Jr. so funny, is so great, is he's shedding a light on that, on that exactly. And I, I just, I think about that as opposed to, because- I like, don't know, I thought he was taking away roles from Australians. 
<laughs> right. Why didn't we hire an Australian? You guys are taking roles from us. Yeah. Mel Gibson could have played that role. You know, I heard a joke about Australians. You know, they 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 don't sound like us, but they look like us. <laughs> well, not like you. Exactly. Because I'm not American. Well, that's well. No, you're. Are you American? Of course, I'm American. But I. But of course, I'm American. No, but, I don't. But that, that's, that is a fair question. You just because uh, her, her but, accent is is like flawless doesn't mean she wasn't. You weren't born. I wasn't born here, but I, but yeah, but I'm American. But, but it's funny because I can say what I just said, uh -huh. right? Which is they don't look like us. And I'm identifying as American. But if somebody hears me going, but wait a second, you're not American because you're Asian. So you, don't, you know what I mean? What? No, just, exactly. Yeah. So I have. To, so when I say something like that, I have to be cognizant of. Well, oh, someone might not understand what I just said. <laughs> so I mean, another thing. I, I'm just looking at the list you sent me about like all this Asian stuff. I know. I was like, um, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, so what does this mean? Dating white guys or men I attract? Oh, oh, oh. Well, Explain this to me. Well, that was an interesting uh, thing because I, you know, I, it, it's weird. I attract. I attract a certain kind of man on Facebook. You know, I get messages from strange men all the time. And they're generally... As do I. Do you? <laughs> Are Sorry, these Mike. the same guys? They're generally uh, older, and I think they're generally married. <laughs> <laughs> they just find you? They just find me, and, you know, uh, it, it's usually that, or it's definitely foreign men, for sure. Um, but, you know, if you Google Asian women, like, which I often have to do for my work, mm -hmm. because I have to do a lot of research for, you know, playing persons of color from like, you know, Thailand or, yeah. or Korea. And, and the way I start researching is I start very simply. And when you Google this, I don't do it anymore now, but it's so sad because nothing but porn sites come up, Yeah, you know? So when, when I get these messages from men who are married or, or just from other countries, I just wonder what, the, what, how do they perceive me and, and what do they well, expect me to respond with? It's weird that society has put that on as like, Oh, Asian is a fetish. So it's like putting it in a sense of like Asian is the same thing as foot or oh God, uh, other. Well, you know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. in terms of Google, that's what Google's looking at. Right. Because right. Google's done by, I think, like the most popular. Sons, excuse me. It, it's an <laughs> algorithm, algorithm that like it's by what most people are like. Searching, you searching, know. grouping, you know, yeah. Did the... you watch that algorithm thing on Netflix too? No. I oh, didn't. there's a whole thing about like the the Google algorithm and how amazing it is. Oh, I but, should watch that. Then. Uh, I should watch that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's weird because that's what the majority of people in the world are like, kind of looking at, and that's right. Yeah. Well, there. I just did a. Um, I just did like a little. I don't know what, what to call it. A short film with uh, Christina Wong. She's a uh, kind of an activist comedian. Mm -hmm. and, I know her. Uh, you know Christina. I've, so, I've met her once, like, I don't know her personally, but I've, I've met her once, she's, yeah. She's pretty outspoken, yeah. and uh, she brings up a lot of interesting issues to light, and um, and one of the things she brought to my attention were, were these uh, these sort of self-published books by, um, you know, various people, generally men, who talk about things like how to hunt an Asian MILF. What? That was one of the titles. Was how to how to hunt down how to capture an Asian milf how to get an Asian milf, you know. Which I, that includes you now. Which that includes me now. So she asked me how I felt about it, and you know, my initial thought was like, oh, just I don't even regard this person with any ounce of validity. But afterwards, I was like, that's so racist, you know. But I'm so used to kind of, you know, these sort of crazy things getting thrown at me. Like I I even read a TV pilot, where one of the comments was, oh. uh, he's the type of guy who would marry an Asian woman. 
And I was like, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I really have no idea. I'm going to pause for a second. After that whole Asian MILF thing, Chad made like the most horrible grimace. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was really disgusted by that title of that book. I don't know why. No, I, no, no. Just, you, as you, as you should, it should be. be. Yeah, it was but just no, like, no. I think it was more about my re- re- referring to you. It was like, that includes you. I was saying like, oh, you're a mother when you read and you're Asian. When you read that, it's like, oh, that's kind of weird because that's, that's my world. I was just... I feel like I had to defend myself to Chad's like. Oh no, I I wasn't. Rem- I would. I don't. Even, my disgust was coming from the title. I didn't even hear. Oh, what not you me. Said. <laughs> so no, I was just like, oh, what? How does? How do the stuff like? I I guess I know there's stuff like that exists. Like I'm not a. You're not an Asian milf. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not an Asian milf hunter, but but I know that like um, like I'm not I'm not somebody who. I don't watch porn or anything like that, and I've I've recently had a discussion, kind of in this tone, not about Asian male hunting, but a uh, a friend of mine was like mentioned some porn thing, I forget what it was, and he's like, "Oh, you never heard of that?" And I was like, "No," and he's like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, oh you do, you just not watch porn?" And I'm like, "No, not really. <laughs> Why do I do you like?" And he's like, "Oh man, there's always this," and I was like, "No, okay, stop. No, Can I don't I, need to do wait, all that." Wait, was that? Stuff. It's weird because w- w- I'm getting guess that that guy you're talking to is either way older than you or way younger than you, because I feel like there's a. Uh, he's older, I think. Yeah, because yeah, there's like. I mean, we're gonna go off a porn tangent, but uh, it seems like with like the internet and the way people were growing up through high school uh, and stuff like that, people like porn became so much more ready, like accessible. Oh yeah, we've talked about this before. Had we? Yeah, like on internet, we talked about like. Oh right, right, right. But I feel like for for you, you grew up in that stage where it's like, I'm gonna pay for this. Fuck that! Or I'm gonna get this VHS and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's my thought. I was like, I don't, I don't want to pay for my porn. Like, <laughs> no, I just, I. No one should have to pay for porn. No, no really. Oh, yeah, we should free. all. Yeah. <laughs> that is the main point of this podcast. <laughs> We're we are advocating for the the freeness of all pornography. My my point was that I I recognize and I know like and I know there's a lot of weird and disgusting and things out there that I would not like that would make me grimace like that. Yeah. But still, like it still surprises me hearing about it. Like, ah. It's just like, it's like really that? Ugh, why does this exist? So- when, uh, sorry, just a quick thing related to porn or sex, yeah. or sex <laughs> in a very general way. Was I when I and this was years ago. Maybe I was on a TV series uh, and I was over in England promoting it. Um, it was a sitcom, and uh, I went over to uh, the red light district over in Amsterdam uh, with a friend of mine just to check it out for the first time. You know, we just took the. I don't know if we took a tube there. Or, no, no, we probably flew there. I can't remember. It's so if long you're in, ago. If you're in England, you flew to Amsterdam. Yeah, but you know, there's, yeah. Although I think the tube is, you can, okay, anyway. England is an island. Yes, 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 yes. But, but you can take the tube to France. <laughs> oh, you can? Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can do that. Yeah, so, you know. But, um, so, uh, we, in the light district, I found out that, you know, white women cost the most in terms of sexual, you know, uh, in, in terms of sexual acts. And it goes, it was like 50 bucks, you get a white chick, 45, you get an Asian chick, and then like 35, you get a black woman. Which, and which I thought was, you know, obviously it was disgusting, but I was fascinated, fascinated by their the, the monetary hierarchy, you know, in terms of, you know, just that trade alone. So... It's just it's a constant thing in my life where I'm I'm constantly having to re, to examine and re-examine what value I have. 
Um, and you know, in that context, it's it's Europe, so we're not we're off topic in terms of being Asian in America. But no, go for it. But being Asian alone, you know, you're constantly always having to sort of at, answer these questions on what that means and how yeah. that gets played out in your life. Mm-hmm. What's well, I mean, it's definitely interesting the way. I, it's like a social study, like you say, like it's it's something like that might be like kind of like weird and disgusting. Like why why are you even like placing monetary value on like different races and stuff like that but it is interesting like you said to like wh- how society deems that like somewhere at some point in Amsterdam someone was like all right we got to price these uh prostitutes let's see uh but, you know what value are we going to put on these and like here here's right. the weird thing though it's it, it's not arbitrary though because people see it like it, it's not like if it, if it was some arbitrary thing it's like hey white people are more money than asian people then like it feels that if that wasn't true in people's perceptions, then when they went there, they'd be like, "Okay, what's the cheapest?" or or it's this weird it's this weird thing where it's like maybe the most expensive is the best. So maybe it, it's a weird back and forth like pong game where the like people have their own hangups and their own preconceptions, and then uh, the people who place the market value and all that stuff are reinforcing that so it reinforces their ideas and it goes back and forth where it's like well I don't want to I don't want to pay for the cheapest one because then it's like I mean like there's a there's a mode of like maybe I could get something a little bit better for a little bit more are you saying almost like like in some people's minds they're like well I only got 35 bucks but uh you know no but- I think I think it's like well I'm in let's take the situation is I'm in the red light district and I have X amount of money, but it's like, okay, I'm here for my one time. Am I really going to spend it on the cheapest thing? Maybe not. It's the same thing if you were to go buy like a house or a car or something. It's like, well, I don't want to buy like the cheapest thing. I want to, but I don't need the, I don't need the biggest, most expensive thing. Maybe I should hit it in the, in the middle. Maybe I should, I should go a little bit more, but because the way the prices are set, you, you tell yourself in your mind that thing, there's a. There's a movie that I don't really like called Lucky You uh, uh, Curtis Hansen did about uh, professional poker players with Eric Bana. And the opening scene of the movie is he goes into a pawn shop and he wants to get more money. And he basically tells the pawn shop guy he has three cameras that are all priced the same amount. He says, no, no, no. What you should do is price one of those cameras really, really expensive and just price one a little bit cheaper. And he says, what you should, what will happen is you'll actually sell uh more money because nobody's going to want to spend their money on the cheapest thing because then oh that must break there must be something wrong with it even though they're all exactly the same which is basically what we're talking about they're people people are kind of all and I'm not all exactly the same but we're all people yeah i agree but at the same time i think that what actually who is placing a market on that who's actually arbitrarily setting a price value on that is hollywood because hollywood exports culture mm-hmm. yeah we sell, and then, and we then sell that culture and that is a subliminal message a message especially when you put someone like scarlett johansson in the place of an asian character this is why you're paying more money for a you know a uh, white yeah uh, oh, yeah and this is my thing like i don't want to i don't want to complete no, it's fine. You can. <laughs> the phrase i think that that's weird because like I, I i just don't remember the name of the character in ghost in the shell so i don't want to butcher it but people always get mad about like other things too like in the martian uh the girl from halt and catch fire took the place of a girl whose last name was park and in that i'm like i I mean, I, I well, maybe because in the book, I guess the person was, I don't, I never read the book, so I don't know, but 
uh, people got kind of a little up in arms about that uh, because obviously it's another white person taking a job that could have been for somebody else. And at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, well, she was probably the smallest person in the in the cast. And I, that, that girl was really cool. And she did fit that role really cool. It's not like you're and her name was like Allison, I think, or something like that. Like, I, there's some part of me that says you don't have to be so precious with everything because then once this your step you're really stepping on eggshells it gets back to that pc culture and all that stuff where it's like oh my god we can't even fucking talk and i'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong i'm just saying like there's a point where we're gonna be self-policing ourselves so much that we're gonna sound like robots well i think that's just the age that we are in because we are you know discussing these sort of controversial topics but I think really what it comes down to is what you're saying is it's jobs. And I think Asians feel in this country that we want more jobs in Hollywood. We want especially, you know, and, and you know, it, 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 I don't think it's just Hollywood. I think it's, it's pervasive. I think it's through the entire economy. I think that Asians oh, are sure. generally not promoted. Uh, they're not seen as leadership types. And we talk, you mentioned before about stereotypes in our email. Like there's definitely like the stereotypical jobs of Asians which I mean like some can some are like CEOs and stuff like that where like you're like oh but like most of the time you see them in like things that have to do with science or mathematics or other stuff like that a lot yeah. of doctors yeah of course and when I say not leadership positions I think maybe I'm thinking about like political or something yeah like that. exactly political like what I feel like it's weird that like people definitely are like oh we have the black president which is great I I mean we, we talked about it when we had our guest Franklin Leonard on and we talked about what that meant in terms of scope of that but it's like people are like okay so what's the next ground that we can cover and there's women which is great and then it's like but i feel like no one's ever mentioned like what about the first asian or indian or any other ethnicity that i'm leaving out president right right yeah no i think it's uh i, I yeah I, I think it goes beyond hollywood but i think hollywood is a huge um institution that can advocate for well, you know, it's, visibility it's, it's the thing that influences pop culture the most is right what because like, and just it's not here, but not globally. just here, yeah, globally. And yeah, when you everywhere. grow up, and when you grow up, you're watching these movies. See, so that's how you have a preconception of the world around you, and then yeah. that creates your like personal way you see the world. So if, if yeah, like I know that I'm sure, I w I would almost guarantee. I mean, I had no numbers on this, but I would almost guarantee that 90 percent of stereotypes are perpetuated by like the fact that in the 80s we saw you know certain. Ethnicities, ethnicities portrayed as this, or you know, like they spoke like this, or they did this, or they only did this, you know, like. And I'm sure when you grow up as a child of the '80s or the '90s, or whatever, you see those movies, and then you think, okay, this is this is who these people are. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet them, yeah. I'm gonna put in the show notes if anyone is interested. Remember, you can go to mikesolari.com on the episode and look up any show notes. All right, there's the two videos. Uh, one's from last week tonight with John Oliver, and the other is this. I don't know who did it, but it's uh, a really great thing about calling out the Asian ones on what John Oliver one was on whitewashing. The uh, other one is about just Asians in general. And we can always go back to like the ones that we really, really are horrible, like the Mickey Rooney in yeah. in Breakfast at Tiffany's or Mar Martin Marlon Brando's 
thing, but there's it's it's really interesting, and I think everybody who's fascinated by this topic or enjoyed our conversation should watch both those videos. And those are obvious ones, but there's like more recent, like oh no, I'm I'm just saying like yeah. those those are like the more memorable old school ones right, that you were right. saying. But I think because those are obvious, most people kind of just tune it out because they're like, yeah, that's that's obviously racist. But you know, like I, did you see the uh, the Jeremy Lin? video where they showed how many times he's you know he's been fouled and you know nobody in and he's been fouled against by other players and nobody calls them out on their fouls but then when he fouls quote-unquote fouls which is like not it which is nothing by comparison when you say foul what do you mean well that's what the video shows oh okay so like which, you should um, definitely check it out he's an athlete right jeremy lynn's like sort of well not sort of he's i think the only asian american and nba and oh okay player. so i yeah i lynn sanity i didn't right Oh, I see. Okay, now I okay. Now I know who that is. I don't yeah. watch ba- basketball or the sports, so I kind of I only lost watched for a because yeah. of him. Yeah. to be honest. And before well, that, now, before that, who did you have? Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But because he's you know from China, it's a it's a. Although I didn't really follow him either. I think I followed Jeremy because he's you know of, of my generation, and he's American, and it's just a it's he's it's a very sort of triumphant well, you know. David and Goliath story. I just don't know this. What What's your background? Uh, I'm Taiwanese. Taiwanese? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's funny. I went to... I was just curious because I know there's like... it's it's Every place is a huge difference. And there's obviously like a lot of history between all these nations and stuff like that. Some which is like horrible. Like people just doing horrible things to each yeah. other that like we don't even talk about in America because we just... We don't grow up with that history and stuff. Right, right. But... Uh, I just know there's a lot of differences. And one, it was funny. I went to uh, dinner one night with my friend Jane. And she's Korean. And she brought her other friend who was visiting who's also Korean. And they were, they were they were schooling me on, like, what last names are Korean, which are Japanese, which are – because I didn't realize. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. That person would never be Japanese. And they wouldn't even date a, a Japanese guy or anything like that because that's a, that's a huge taboo. And they were talking about it. And there's – uh, it was it was just a fascinating thing that I got schooled on by both of them. Yeah, there's whole you know there's a whole like you know scores of just conversations you could have on on the interracial politics between the countries and you know Japan and there's also Chinese and Korean last names. I think there's one there's a there's a couple. Yeah, they could go either way. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, we're kind of wrapping up. I think you know what I'm just curious. What do you talk about on these panels to? Other, uh, you, you said you, it's mostly uh, Asian audiences, but what is, what, is, what is your what are these panels usually about? Usually, they're about change. I think most people are uh, saying, "Is do you see change?" Because you work in Hollywood, are you seeing change? And and most people want to know, you know, how will think do things look positive? Are they are do they look, you know, foreboding still, or are they as bad as they used to be? And and generally, the answer is. It's changing. It's getting better, but it's not changing fast enough. You know, uh, you know this whole Hollywood whitewashing thing is the fact that it keeps happening over and over again. I mean, in my own life, I was developing my own TV show about my family, and I was asked whether or not my mother could be changed white in the meeting <laughs> and i was like what mm, uh, i'm sure no. it came up like some some suit was like well you look like you could have like a half like a, one asian parent one white parent maybe that works right 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 yeah right i i think it's about eyeballs they you know it's really about <laughs> eyeballs they want they want most of this country sees themselves as i mean they most of the the white demographic i mean 
they are the majority. So what do they want to see on TV? They, you know, they don't want to see an Asian girl talking about what it's like growing up as Asian in, in America. You know, even though my stories might be really funny and universal, you know, the studios, and, that, and this was like 10 years ago. So at that time, they were not quite ready for that, even though uh, I think now, it's, I think it's yeah. more, it's much well, more yeah, viable. there's Fresh Off the Boat. Right. There's other shows I've... I would, there, there's, no, I, I'm there's literally one, blanking. And then there's CBS, which I have to call out because, you Oh, know, it's horrible. Two Broke Girls, that guy. Uh, oh, no. I was actually going to say CBS to me is like, you know, they are actually do put a lot of Asians. I mean, look well, at they're giving you a job. They're giving yeah, you exactly. a job. They are giving me a job. So, <laughs> um, so but, you know, when when those networks do that, then it's up, up to, listen, it's opportunity. You know, and it's what Viola Davis said. You know, it's it, anything that, the only thing that separates people of color to anybody else is opportunity, and if and you cannot do what you're supposed to do if you don't aren't if you aren't given the opportunity or the role, you know. Well, and I, that's a great place to leave to end off. But I, I just want to add that I think that you you talked about change before, and are we seeing change in in Hollywood and all this stuff? I think the fact that we're able to not just breeze past the fact that Scarlett Johansson is cast, or there was another big one that, I mean, that's just the most recent Aloha. one. Aloha. Aloha, yeah. that was the one. Or like all this stuff happens. The fact that we call them out is is pro- is one step closer to progress because before we just wouldn't even address it. Yeah, It would just happen. True. Oh, and, every, and you have a choice. Everyone has a choice, right? Yeah. Everyone who makes those movies, like they, they need to be reminded they do have a choice to be like, hey, if they see something that doesn't seem like right, this, depending on race or anything, like, I can, they have a choice to say like, wait a second, like maybe they should speak up. Or and then even as an audience, we have a choice too. Like if if these movies come up, we don't have to go see them. Like if if we're like we don't agree with the casting or like if we feel like this is a an insult or anything, we could say like, well, I'm just not gonna go. Like. Or you know, <laughs> well, and us, and I, and I know you you guys are wrapping up, but I I think it also boils down to stories and how people are going to identify and empathize with with stories because you look at the Republican Party, they're mm-hmm. looking archaic. It's because the the person who's advocating for their story, they're they are looking outdated, yeah. you know, and and ignorant and not progressive, and, and the times are changing, and the new stories that people are going to identify with. Are going to be much more broad. Are going to be more expansive and dynamic. And I generally, that's going to include people of color. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I think if that's what Hollywood wants to be seen as, as something you know old and archaic, then they should keep doing what they're doing. But I, I think TV is showing that people are really interested in l- more complex stories. I mean, America is. It was built on be, the idea of a melting pot, right? We're like supposed to be able to bring in all these cultures, religions, thoughts, ideas, and be able to like use it. Like, to you know, uh, to make ourselves or make a country or whatever, like make you know, make things better with the fact that we can incorporate everything, you know, and be open to all things, and be able to use every you know, use it all. Right? I don't know. That sounded weird. I had an idea, but it did not come out That's so fine. clear. <laughs> I do that all the time. I, I, I understand because yeah. it's definitely an idyllic way of looking at uh, yeah. America. Uh, I would like to think that that would be what it would be, but that's right, Foglin, the man who created himself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The guy who's probably was a murderer. <laughs> you, you he had your to, identity. He, he had to move from town to town, changing his name, and then forgot who he was. It's like it, it, there's been so many names. Who am I? But who's in to America, say? you can do that. That's right. You that's the thing. You can actually create your identity, and I think that's the point: is mm-hmm. that you know you are you are generating your own story. You're, yeah. you're creating your own narrative. 
<laughs> exactly. So the way we end all our shows, I don't know if you've listened to other episodes. I have. But we I... do. We do a uh, a suggest this where we do a little suggestion to the audience. It could be just like any suggestion you could give, any like life hacks, any recommendations of anything, any um, words of wisdom. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> you. I might need to go first. Cause I gotta look up mine real quick. I oh, you need me to go first. You go first. You go first. You go first. Okay. Mike. Well, we're on the topic of. Uh, uh, Asian in America. There's a really good graphic novel that, if anyone's interested uh, in, like relationships, and it's, I mean, it's not just an Asian story. It's a it's a every story, but it's centered around the Asian community in Berkeley, California. Um, it's called Shortcomings. And it's by Adrian. T- I'm gonna butcher his last name. I think Tomine, and uh, it's about this guy who's a movie theater owner in. Uh, he's kind of a jerk in, in Berkeley and his girlfriend's Asian and they're like uh, but he, his girlfriend's like you definitely like have a white girl thing and he's like I, I, no I don't no I don't and he totally does and he's just a dick about it and she takes a, an internship in New York and it's about him dealing with his own hang ups and shortcomings uh, and it's just it's fascinating and really interesting it's short you can read it in a day and um, yeah it's just interesting and then yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. You just go read it. <laughs> well, uh, mine's going to be really short. Okay. But uh, it is definitely coming from a, a place of, uh, well, it's it's. I think people should go see the movie The Invitation. It's by- I wonder uh, why you think you should I go see it. I wonder why. It's directed by Karn Kusama, who's- uh, um, Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body, but, you know, Girl Fight and-, and Yeah, and, that's her big thing, right? Uh, you should definitely- watch that film and then and then do a little google search on her she has a, some amazing interviews where she talks about her processes of be, of being a director a female director in hollywood she happens to be a person of color um but i think she makes amazing fucking films uh so this one in particular to me is extremely visceral and uh i remember reading the script and uh thinking this is an amazing script but then when i saw what she did with it i was like wow she's a fucking talented woman michelle's in the movie i we didn't preface that <laughs> michelle's in that movie um, well, that's just that's just icing on the cake. Yeah, of why you should go see it, right? It's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. But like, that's why I said well, the, she's biased about <laughs> suggesting it. But it, it is a really good movie. I, I went and saw it in theaters. It's on VOD right now. I think. Right, right. Uh, and I wouldn't promote it because obviously this this podcast wasn't about movies. But but I, I think I was she's gonna, amazing. Well, if you after this, I was going to say, do you have anything going on with your life that you want to uh, plug? And you could have said that, but. Suggestion, go good. <laughs> oh, uh, I was just gonna suggest this is this book's been out for a long time. It's called Shots Original Miscellaneous Trivia, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just a crazy book of uh, you know, just random trivia, but it's I don't know, just it's captivated me. Like what? What's a, a little piece that you remember? Uh, <laughs> it's such random things like. Uh, there's just a, there'll be a page of just all the links of uh, the from the planets to each other, and then there's like a page where it, it describes like uh, you know like uh, water density in different parts of the planet. It's just really it's just all just random crazy things that you like trivia that you would never need in your life, but for some reason it's captivated me. Great, <laughs> it's it's just so random and Great. wonderful. That's S H or S C H O T T. Shots miscellaneous, original oh, miscellaneous. Okay. There's a whole bunch of different ones of them. But... Oh, so it's kind of like a, a farmer's almanac or a Darwin. Yeah, it's based. That's thing. what it is. But it's just really weird, crazy stuff that you would never 
but it's interesting too. It's cool. It's the kind of thing you pick it up and then you're like, what? What? Yeah. Why do I? Why am I reading this? But then, but then later on, like a week later, you'll be out with friends and, and be like, you'll mention it. It'll be like, interesting. Did you guys know how leather belts uh, originated? Like, like what? So. Michelle, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything going on aside from the invitation, which is really good? You, all, I, I found it sounds like I was like kind of downplaying it, but it is a really good movie, and it's a uh, it's a movie that I was. There's a lot of times in movies you go to the bathroom, you just gotta you have to go to the bathroom, but like when you're in the movie theater. But I had to. It was like only playing in one theater at the time. I went and go. Saw, I went and saw it, and I had to go to the bathroom halfway through the movie, and I went, oh no. I'm gonna have to hold it and sit through this because <laughs> if I'm gonna miss something and you get nervous because it, it it felt a lot like a little like it, for people who like movies like Ten Cloverfield Lane or like just really intense movies like that uh, that are like very contained you'll love it and it's a great cast including Michelle Cusack. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have anything you. else going on though aside from that? Just you know, you know, I've got this MacGyver pilot, and uh, oh yeah, Michelle's going to be up. in the new MacGyver if it gets picked up. That's right. What so, really? Yeah, which is amazing. Growing up in America as a kid, watching this, you know, amazing. You know, I, actually, you know, it, it's such an American iconic, you know, very yeah. nostalgic. Lucas show. Till from the X Men movies is going to be playing is playing him. Yeah. Is, and it's still going to be the, oh, I don't use guns and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it That's, will be. It's I always be science. I nice. appreciated that about MacGyver, to be honest. Uh, yeah, me too. Like, it was it was a thing where it wasn't, like, not, it was nonviolent kind of, like. Yes, I agree. Confront, uh, confrontation resolution. Like, it was, in, I, I always liked that. I was like, That's pretty cool. Like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think they are going to try and keep it about, you know, the science. And, and, and I think they're going to make it, they're going to modernize it. You know, it's him as a 25-year-old man uh -huh. and how he eventually becomes MacGyver. Oh, wow. It's like a prequel. It is. That's awesome. Or an origin story. Cool. Yeah. Very so, cool that you're in it, too. Like, thank you. That's yeah. awesome. So hopefully uh, CBS, the Diversity Channel, <laughs> will pick it up. <laughs> Sorry for attacking that guy on Two Broke Girls. I feel like I really had it out for him earlier when we were talking about CBS. No, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I actually don't watch that show because of, of of how much I've heard about it. I just don't watch anything. Oh, it's just not. I, I personally don't like it. And also, I think Kat Dennings is a is a pretty girl. I think that is. She wears so much goddamn makeup in that in that show that is the most, like, ugly thing like i was in a chinese i was in a chinese restaurant oh, and it was on a tv uh two broke girls and i just like saw her i was like i was like just like Ugh. uh but yeah and yeah that's my that's my two broke girls rant i wasn't offended so. uh but yeah no i'm, I'm just saying sorry to that guy <laughs> I, I don't know him but Do you watch I, fob fresh off the boat i don't i feel although i will say this one of the funniest things i i have seen is they, when the Oscars were coming out, they were doing the Oscar announcements. The, Fresh Off the Boat did this super funny promo where they were watching the Oscars when Ang Lee was nominated for, I think it was for Best Director for like Crouching Tiger or Sense of Sensibility. And uh, they're all sitting there with like Ang Lee shirts on in like <laughs> in the 90s. And they're like, they're like, this is the first time a true Asian person might actually have a real chance to win an Oscar. And they announced, I forget who won. I think uh, like maybe Mel Gibson or for Braveheart won. And everyone just goes, no! <laughs> and they're bugging out. And the little kid's like, oh, one more and I got a perfect bracket. <laughs> and and I, I thought that was one of the funniest things. Uh, I do want to watch it. Everyone tells me it's great. I, I do want to watch it. Yeah, that's my that's my fresh off the boat stuff. You wait, I, I need to know. I've 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 seen a couple episodes. I I love that because I 
as a child of the or a, a teenager of the 90s like it just it's right in my wheelhouse for a lot of like the references and stuff yeah, i love it too. like i just it's like perfect i love that show it's yeah. really good well, I've auditioned for it a couple of times too. That's great. Never gotten it. <laughs> it's, it's always like guy who works at the video store too, which is always like, yay! Like, well, that's your that's your bread and butter. Yeah, that's that's who I am. I'm the I'm the one guy who says no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other I, another one was a movie theater where I wouldn't let I wouldn't let uh, the grandmother into the movie theater or something like because she was Asian. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what the line was like. No, I not you. You're, okay. you're the white guy. On that yeah, show. I'm. I'm the white guy. You're the. I actually was. You're cast perfectly as the white guy. <laughs> the just... funny. This. Oh, I know we're going over time, but just real quick, like years and years ago, because I've been at it for twelve years. I was. Uh, I did extra work for. Um, what was the the Parkers? Do you remember that show? On. It was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, and the episode was uh, the, the mom like became part owner of uh, a Magic Johnson like um, um, movie theater, and so like. They they're like oh yeah come on in we need you to be like one of the movie theater workers and I realized halfway through I was like oh I'm the token white guy at this movie theater <laughs> like I'm the token <laughs> like that's who I am and then I got to meet Magic Johnson too like he comes through and like inspects the theater <laughs> like well you know what's really it's funny really weird is that you could go to China and actually play that part because they're actually they need they need you know they use a lot of Europeans in mm-hmm. place of like Americans so if you watch their their films. And they try and pass off like people who are not really of the race. It's it's so funny to see it in reverse. Yeah, because they're they're lacking diversity in the opposite. Chad, direction. that's how you have to amp up the acting career. You got to move to China. You have to get in, in with their film market, <coughs> and for when they shoot for America, you're there. That's it. You know, I, that's not. I I would be totally down to do that. <laughs> uh, do you have anything going on you want to plug, Chad? No, I got nothing going on. I mean, you can come Sundays and see uh, my improv Mulligan. team here. Uh, we'll be here like almost all month of May, every Sunday. So wow, a true art form. Yeah, true art form. <laughs> no, seriously, it's 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 when I watch amazing improvisers, oh. I'm literally in my seat thinking, wow. Oh, I, thank. I, wow. I wish I could even. We get so much flack. It's nice to hear someone actually appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Uh, and From haters, I, people yeah. are jealous. And I got nothing going on, but you can find me on Twitter at mcelary. Oh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chad Fogland if you want to know. Do you use the Twitter? I use the Twitter. I do, but I'm not I'm not great at it. <laughs> well, I don't I, I don't tweet and Chad she tweets a lot, so we kind of hit a middle ground. because uh, you're probably did I say a lot? I didn't mean a lot. You don't tweet that much. I have a I have nothing going on during the day. <laughs> at my day job. You about? should see me w- with with Twitter. Well, where can I, people I, find you? Uh, at Michelle Kruzik. But really, when I'm trying to do a tweet, like my brain's like, oh no, that's terrible. And and then when I tweet something really fast and I read it afterwards, I'm like, oh my god, why did I tweet? It's just a terrible process. Gotcha. For me. The, I'll, I'll quick uh, tip for you, Michelle. <laughs> with Twitter, I found the stupidest things I tweet always get the most likes and the things I think are really like, oh, this is a great tweet. No, no one ever, no one, no one pays the attention only, to it. The only reason I've ever used Twitter, because I don't, I don't look at it. It's not on my phone. I don't, people are always like, that's how you amp up your business, how you do everything. It's the wave of the future. I just, I don't have the resolve. Like I'll, I use Facebook and I'm like, my, my people who I'm friends with can look at shit. But I use it whenever I want to, like, I'll go see, like, a band live or, like, a comedian. I'll just tweet at them, and I'll be like, such and such is great. Or I, it's usually, actually, I just use it to, like, talk to my celebrity crushes because uh, it's three people have engaged with me, and we uh, and I was like, that was fun. Uh, Mike, I don't think you're in the minority on that. No, but, I <laughs> see, I don't know how Twitter uses it. I don't do that. So, like, but, like. 
Uh, in point. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's the only... And, like, so if you ever look at, like, my Twitter, it's references to this podcast, every once in a while, some random tweet, or at such and such was really hot at the uh, the Troubadour, or, or I just went and saw a blank. She's uh, very underrated, or whatever. It's just me talking about girls I think are pretty. Um... <laughs> So if you want to read those, go to Twitter at msolari. And uh, yeah, that was a good podcast. Chad's Thanks. looking at me in disbelief. What's up? Oh, no. I'm just hoping maybe you'll talk more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks Michelle. for having me. Yeah, nice kids. meeting you. Thank you.